This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Your health is in the spotlight today. As you heard in Bob's News, 10 former health ministers have put their names on a letter panning the Ford government's cuts to public health and asking the government to reconsider. Here's what Health Minister Christine Elliott has to say. They have raised these concerns before we've even had a chance to sit down to work with the municipalities and the public health units on how this is going to be coordinated. I have written both to Mayor as well as to the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, asking to set up technical working groups so that we can work on these issues together. We can provide the response that people are looking for to make sure that it's coordinated, both locally and provincially. But I think it is important to note that the Provincial Auditor General commented in 2017 that the work that was being done by the public health units wasn't well coordinated, was providing duplicative services, and that we need to coordinate that better. Okay, well, all of this comes as Canada's doctors are sounding the alarm over the health system as a whole and its ability to serve our demographic, boomers, Zoomers, and seniors. A significant portion believe they'll need to delay retirement to afford the health care services that they will need. And baby boomers believe that a failure to improve the health system will result in them having to pay more out of pocket for health care and more taxes. In 2018, Canadian caregivers and care receivers had to spend more than $9 billion out of pocket to care for their loved ones. That number is expected to rise. Well, yesterday, the Canadian Medical Association presented these findings to a meeting of federal and provincial and territorial health ministers. We want to hear from you. Do you have money set aside for future health needs? Are you worried about this? Uh, what is your experience of this? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we will get to your calls. But first, we go to Dr. Gigi Osler, who is president of the Canadian Medical Association. Hi, Dr. Osler. Hi, thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. So uh, what surprised you, if anything, about these findings? I'm going to say, frankly, not much. I, it confirms what we've been hearing from Canadians, and it certainly confirms what we've been hearing from our older population, that our healthcare system is already straining to meet the healthcare needs of our population, uh, but especially of our seniors. So, you know, I'll, I'll say not much surprised me, but uh, I, I think we need to look at this really as a wake-up call that we cannot afford to continue to neglect our current health care system. So what aspects are of most concern to an older population? Is it the shortage of long-term care? Is it the shortage of home care? Is there anything specific? I'm going to say all of the above. 88% of Canadians said 
They're worried uh, and expect increasing costs to the healthcare system due to an aging population. 60% believe that they'll have to delay retirement in order to afford health care. And, you know, you mentioned a lack of long-term care beds. Yes, we don't have enough publicly funded long-term care beds. So many folks, many seniors are in hospital, uh, away from family, away from their community sometimes, waiting for long-term care beds. Uh, we don't have enough publicly funded home care support so that uh, if you could recover uh, at home, you don't have access to enough of the home care supports. Uh, There's not enough respite for caregivers. And I think that's something we need to keep in mind because the vast majority of our seniors are looked after by their partners, their spouses, their loved ones, and their families. And we're hearing more and more about how caregivers are stretched to the limit, emotionally, physically, and financially. Um, so is there one single thing? No, I, I think there's many, many gaps that we're seeing right now uh, that families are having to pick up and, and fill in the needs and fill in these gaps. You know, uh, these are all issues that we deal with a lot here at Zoomer Media. We uh, cater to the demographic 20, oh, 45 plus. Um, and these are issues that a lot of people are facing. On the other hand, you know, we hear from governments, well, we just put X billions of dollars into more home care or whatever it is. Here in Ontario, the Ford government says they're trying to eradicate hallway medicine, and that is largely sparked by what you call what they call the alternative level of care here, where uh, exactly as you said, we have uh, seniors waiting for a long-term care bed in a hospital bed, which costs the system more money and does not do them any good. Uh, so what are you suggesting? I know you made a submission yesterday at this meeting of uh, federal and territorial and provincial health ministers. What what are you asking them for? Well, one thing that I think it's important for all Canadians to um, remember is that each province and territory is tasked with administering and delivering health care. And the funding of our health care is through both provincial money and federal money. And I, when we spoke to the, the um, provincial ministers for seniors, um, they know, they understand exactly what we've been talking about today. So our recommendations um, is for more federal commitment to the provinces to help support healthcare and especially seniors care because I think it's becoming more clear that our provinces and territories um, are under strain and really would do well with a renewed commitment by the federal government to help the provinces support healthcare delivery to everybody but especially our seniors and so um, we did have two recommendations uh, directed towards the federal government. The first is extra money. How much extra money? 
$21 billion over 10 years, what we're calling a demographic top-up to the Canada Health Transfer. And that's the money the federal government delivers amongst the provinces for health care. So $21 billion over 10 years distributed to the provinces and territories based on the number of seniors in your province. So that is because our, our current funding system doesn't take into account the extra costs associated with an aging population. Our second recommendation was for an entirely new seniors care benefit, one that's easier to claim, one that would help seniors with low income or no income, and one that You mean a refundable, and this is for caregivers? For So, yes, one that would be refundable and could be claimed by either the senior or their caregiver. Because I think it's time that we recognized the amount of financial support that caregivers are providing. You know, you said $9 billion last year. Well, it's predicted that by about 2035, Canadians will probably be paying up to $23 billion out of their own pockets for uh, home care, you know, care that's not covered under the Canada Health Act. Yeah, but do, do, you know, in terms of, um, I think a lot of people uh, don't, take into account that they might need extra money to cover their health needs that they as they age because the government does not uh, cover everything. I mean, do you think that, that there is also some responsibility on the part of people to save more for this? I think as Canadians, we all have responsibilities to look after our own health as best we can under our circumstances so that as we age, we continue to try to stay as healthy as possible. And I understand that different people have different financial situations. And so, you know, I think if somebody is in a position where you can save, that's always a good idea. But our Canadian healthcare system is a source of national pride. And to see it change to the point where we won't have a health care system that provides for the needs of all Canadians, especially some of the basic ones. Uh, I, that's why we feel so strongly it's it's time to act. It's time to talk about it and having discussions like this is important um, because I think none of us want to see it continue to erode to the point where if somebody's worked hard all, all their life and hasn't had enough money put away to look after health care expenses. We don't want to see anybody in a situation where um, they can't access the health care that they need simply because they weren't able to save enough when they were working. Dr. Osler, we saw this morning 10 former health ministers lining up behind a city councillor here, Joe Cressy, against the government because of public health cuts. Uh, then we saw the province, the health minister, come back and say, because as you know, they're planning not just to uh, to make some cuts, but to reorganize the way public health is delivered into just 10 public health systems or boards. Uh, do you have a view on this? One thing that I, I want your listeners to understand is that public health isn't simply the inspectors who go into restaurants and you know, put stickers on the window. Uh, public health 
is an incredibly important part of that safety net that keeps all of us healthy. And I think if you look at vaccinations, for example, and we're seeing measles outbreaks across the country, and I'm just hearing about more measles outbreaks in Ontario, um, vaccination is one of the important measures that uh, public health doctors and public health looks after. So I do think it is important that we support public health. Uh, and I can't speak to how it's administered. I, I don't have those details. Certainly looking for efficiencies in our healthcare system is uh, always important. But I think one thing we can't lose sight of is the fact that um, many Canadians are worried that without more federal commitment and federal funding, provinces will be looking to possibly cut health care services in order to balance budgets. So, you know, a lot of these issues I think we have to be mindful of. It's not... Um, not just a provincial problem. I think it is an issue that relates to some of the the greater funding issues that we're seeing for healthcare. Okay. So, you, but uh, do you agree that uh, would you put your name on that? Asking the province to reverse these cuts. We've had conversations with uh, our public health doctors uh, within the CMA, and we're working with them um, and as well with their uh, associations to continue to support public health as much as we can. Okay. Uh, Dr. Gigi Osler, thank you so much for that. My pleasure. And, and if I may say one more thing to your listeners, we've got a federal election coming up in the fall. Uh, and if you continue to listen to some of the uh, messages we as the Canadian Medical Association are going to be uh, coming out with, it really is going to be a call to our federal politicians to make sure we put health and health care back as a priority. And so I'm, I'm asking all Canadians, if you get an opportunity to talk to any of the federal candidates, Ask them specifically. You know, tell them your stories. Tell them your challenges. And ask those candidates, what are they going to do to make our health care system better? Okay. Thank you, Dr. Osler. Thank okay. you. Okay. And before we switch, we'll uh, grab a call from Susan in Caledon. Hi, Susan. Hi. Uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. I, um, I, I, I'm very interested in what you're talking about today. I contracted... Lyme disease on my 65th birthday out in my own backyard in Caledon. Uh, I'm spending between twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a year out wow. of my pocket. Very little is covered by the government. In fact, the government doesn't even want to admit there's such a problem in our province. Um, being a senior, uh, I, I am I'm running out of money. I will run out of money before very long period and i've already had to cut back on what i'm doing uh uh for for treatment there isn't enough doctors uh i have trouble walking i had a heart attack from this so sorry Uh, to hear this and i suffer from chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia from it as well as 
as uh, brain issues. Um, I'm I am going for a couple of MRIs um, this weekend, and in August I'm going to see a neurologist. But basically, I I have done the little um, therapy and uh, two years of antibiotics, which I was cut off of because I didn't progress there. Well, because that's all they allowed for, really. Um, so I am stuck with natural protocols at this point in time and more or less working with one of the few doctors in Ontario that is allowed to do uh, Lyme Susan, medication. Susan, I think that your case shows the the problems that we have. Uh, it's not directly seniors health, but sort of. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I thank you very much for sharing your story. I can understand how difficult it is. And I know that there's difficulty getting treatment altogether. Uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.